Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. We have another defeat to talk about and we're going to look ahead to a game against Plymouth Argyle as well. Joining me, Rory Fallow, to talk about this latest slice of misery, as always, is Matthew Keelan. Afternoon. How are we? I mean, broadly fine, Matthew. Thankfully, we can go out to freezing cold, rain-sodden beer gardens to drown our sorrows after a Another defeat and failure to win for the seventh consecutive game. But football-wise, not very good, I think it's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah. Um, very disappointing, isn't it? Not <laughs> even exciting. Yeah, bored it's, of it now. Like, yeah, like not really funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to try and find some humour in it. Um, joining us to find that humour as well. We've got a couple of wise men say regulars. First of all, Craig Clark. Evening. I needn't uh, do a tribute to Matthew this time, obviously, because he is here. And despite his protestations that uh, it's not exciting or fun, he looked absolutely gleeful about Sunderland's (laughs) seven-game winless run. It is funny, really. You know, I just... (laughs) Of course it is. Don't don't fume directed in my direction again. I just want to point out there as well, Craig, you said evening, Matthew said afternoon. He did say afternoon, and I was sort of... I was sort of accidentally but deliberately correcting him because there's no way five to six is the afternoon. Is five it? to Gobby. six. Do, not, I, I not, think that's, not, on, not now, that's on the borderline. Don't yeah. borderline right now. Like I think five to six is late <laughs> afternoon. I think evening kicks okay. at six. See, yeah, that's I, you I told. Evening services on the metro kicking at six o'clock. So that's there we go. Told. There it is. But I wouldn't yeah. trust them fuckers. I was going to say they were meant to start at four. That's the problem. Eh? <laughs> hey! With a lovely bit of public transport-based humour there is Chris Weatherspoon. Yes. Chris, we've not had you that's... on uh, the preview pod for ages. How's that's going? Nice, I've, isn't it? I've literally used up the Audi joke I've prepared, so it's going to be a long 45 minutes. Eh? You prepared wow. that? I know, that's amazing. Oh, oh God. I, Incredible I, I, foresight. I just had a feeling, you know, like... <laughs> Just, just like I had a feeling that um, everything would crumble to ruin for Sunderland FC. Oh, I didn't. Wow. I, thought we'd <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we'd go unbeaten. Remember Same. when, remember when yeah. that was a possibility that we could go unbeaten for the rest of the season? And now we've taken three points from our last 21. <laughs> uh, so 21 hard. possible. It does feel like 21 games, actually, with an absolute rancid, pathetic, ponderous performance against Blackpool and... Where do we really start, lads? Um, I think, is it a fair criticism to say that was that resembled Sundland at its 
it's very worst and most depressing, which is probably that championship relegation season when like crowds were low, when we just had players you didn't really believe in, players who majority of which you knew weren't going to be here the following season. There's the odd little flash where you think you may be going to get a goal where you do like create like a couple of chances, but then the opposition without even really trying. And yeah, let's be fair, it was a beauty of a goal, but they just don't need much to get through you as well. And when that first goal goes in, that's the game sewn up. And you just knew we weren't going to get back into it. And like I say, just pathetic, ponderous. You just expect it now after this run of games. And it's just really grim. And and, and how do we get out of it as well? Can anyone see your way out of it? And am I being unfair with that comparison to the relegation season as well? No, I I agree with you. Like I, I think I said this morning, and it might to be fair, it might have already been said in the chat, but every game is just the 2-0 defeat to Preston. <laughs> but every game is just like that. And the, the two games you've got coming up, you look at them and you go, um, right, well, you know, Northampton are probably already relegated and Plymouth are now play for that. But we haven't beaten either of these teams in the no. previous two games we've played. Like, we... We lost the tournament to Plymouth and we drew in a game which was the game just after we come back, wasn't it? After after we'd had the performance. Yeah, it was just Christmas. before New Year, wasn't it? Between yeah, year, I, mean, I mean, it was like that game was just a non-event. <laughs> like we just created nothing. Um, so I just don't, for me, where does it turn around? I, I don't know because it just doesn't look like it's going to be this season. Well, there was a point where Obviously, we look like we're probably going to get into the kind of playoffs by default in a way. And I know mm. you might like contest that, Chris, because I think I said something similar last night and you were like, well, no. I know, <laughs> and I know what you mean. We have accumulated enough points. But what I meant by that was it's not because we're having a particularly good season or anything. Obviously, we're not. But other teams like Charlton and uh, Portsmouth have given us a bit of a free pass by also screwing up, especially Portsmouth um, drawing with that ring in much the same way we did, 3-3. <laughs> um, and then Charlton also blew it um, and drew last night as well, I think. So these teams have kind of, in an ironic way, taken the pressure off the last two games because if those results hadn't happened, we'd be scrambling around, potentially needing results and unthinkably be playing ourselves out of a playoff position, which about a month or two ago... I mean, you couldn't have imagined it, could you? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I take your point. Like, I'm getting in by default, and, that, and I think, I think underlying it is like a, it is a fair point. Just from where we've been to like where we've ended up, sort of thing. I, I always thought on that run, we were kind of there was there was a few games where we were a bit fortunate, um, but as we said at the time, like that sometimes a sign of a good team like not playing especially well and grinding out results and I don't I don't know I don't think I mean I, I thought last night was insipid I thought it was I, I just thought it was unbelievably dull um mm-hmm. the entire like the entire like they that they first came... half is one of the worst first half yeah. football I've oh, ever watched in terms of quality and how depressing it felt because it involved your team as well and the fact that we were fucking second best for it as well oh yeah, oh, yeah. they totally it was offense, offensively well, they, bad they changed formation as well didn't they they basically set up and came here basically to well to do exactly what they did which was sit tight and 
either nick nick something from a mistake or a bit of a bit of a worldie like like it was in the end. But then I think that was the frustrating thing is from the start you could see they weren't particularly interested about pressing it too much, and we we just didn't have any answers. Like we didn't really we didn't really have any ideas, and um, I think um, that's that's the really worrying thing, and that we've just we look like we've just gone completely off the boil. Like I, I know we probably by the end we're unlucky not to score and they they keep made a few very good saves, especially that one from um from Wyke's header. But I don't know, I don't think I think because I didn't think we were like amazing during that run, I don't think like the performances have dropped off enormously. I just feel like we've we've always been kinda of, don't think we were this easy. We, we, are, we, no, we, were, we, we are worse. We're definitely worse, but I don't think it's like I don't know. I, 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 I just I don't feel like we were as good as that runner form. I suggested. I, th- I know what you mean. I think I think we were all saying it at the time when when we were on that good run that we're not playing well and and winning and that's the sign of um, that's the sign of a team that you know could well get promoted and that's what's happened. We've seen it with Man United winning one 0 against bad Premier League teams over the years. And but I think if it goes on for so long then it becomes a problem, doesn't it? And like that that's no longer a sign of, like, once them wins turn into draws, then that's a sign of just a, a bad team, <laughs> like a team that's not. I think them, them results in isolation and, you know, you might have a couple in a row in a busy month where you're not playing well and winning, but once it becomes four and five games in a row where you've managed to grind over the line, mm-hmm. I think I do know what you mean. And, like, obviously no one saw this coming, but when you look back at the performances... That we had, we weren't blowing teams away. Um, I, I think, I think the point about maybe being like easier to beat, like that Rory just said there. I think that's probably the the most concerning one because I mean we've played Blackpool twice there, and I think I do I do think we're unfortunate in the first game, but it, it was a very it was all it was a tight game that was going to like hinge on a mistake, and I know McGee hit the. And, I'm sure we'll come on to like Aidan McGeady and that, but like McGeady hit supposed, but apart from that, I was, I just didn't feel like, no, no, no didn't. And I just feel like, I feel last night was another example of teams know how to defend against us. Like we're, we're very one dimensional. We don't have a lot of variety and like, like, yeah, like Charlie Wright's got 30 goals this season and <clears> he's, he's done amazingly well. And like he probably could have a 31st last night if it wasn't for a great save. But I just feel like, we, for all the the manager, in, I mean, last night did we work out that he had at least three formations in one well, game? Well, that's it, Chris. You you mentioned we're one dimensional. We don't really have a plan B, but our plan A, we're not even doing that at the moment. The best think- thing we do is get the ball wide to whoever it is: Aidan McGeady, John Jones, Lyndon Gooch. Put a good cross in for Charlie Wyke. And yeah, fair enough. We we did that a couple of times last night when we changed the formation, and we and White should have scored. But let's take this back a bit further. We didn't start with that system last night. We were really narrow. We didn't particularly start with it against Akron, but actually got a couple of goals from the wide areas against Wigan. Even though we were crap in that game, we did initially start with a little bit of width. What do we get a goal from? A ball into the box from a very wide position from Aidan McGeady to Charlie White. 
even against Hull, a ball into the box. I know it wasn't Wyke and it wasn't McGeady, but that is clearly our strength. We have players who are good at it. And at this level, even the very best teams won't really particularly deal with it. But if he's playing this daft, narrow four, two, 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 two system, we're not going to make it any easier for ourselves. Then he's got to tinker with it. And then he tinkers with it again. Like Max Power played in about four different positions last night. That's not the sign of a confident manager. And we're going to, like, we are probably going to be digging out Lee Johnson a lot on this podcast. And before anyone, like, fumes at us, this isn't, well, I don't know. I can only speak for myself. This isn't me calling for Lee Johnson's second, but he's got to take a lot of responsibility for this terrible run of form, just as much as he can take the credit for the good run of form. But this system that doesn't work for us, we were saying this back in January and February, and the constant tinkering. How can we have any faith in the manager that he knows what he's doing if he's doing things like that, which make it look like he is very uncertain of his own decisions? Well, I think he does have several plans. I think that, you know, in the past we have complained that we don't have plan Bs and stuff. The problem is, like you say, Rory, his plan A is an overthought mess. Mm -hmm. And then it's all well and good having a plan B or a plan C even, but they have to be coherent and I do have some sympathy for him in terms of, look, it's all come unstuck with the Sanderson injury in terms of defensive solidity. Or nine, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me a bit of Johnny Evans and Nyron Nosworthy. And I think Sanderson was the kind of Evans to O9's Nosworthy. And O9, and uh, look, without him, it's, it's crumbled because Bailey Wright is. Well, I'm just hoping it's down to a lack of fitness. But then again, you could say, when is the guy ever fully fit for any <laughs> yeah. sustained period of time? Um, so, you, But anyway, you can have some sympathy with the defensive situation, but you can't have sympathy with someone who goes from a back four to a back three mid-game, then moves Max Power from now he's suddenly a third centre-back into central midfield, but he's finding himself on the left wing. You've yeah. got Luke O'Nine who's wandering around in the opposition's final third, while playing as one of two centre-backs at a point where you've got Rory... What is his name? Ross Stewart, not Rory Stewart. I keep wanting to call him Rory <laughs> yeah. Stewart. You've got him Politician on the... doesn't play for us. No, he, <laughs> he might do a better job. Yeah, he can't really <laughs> now, you, now you've got that telegraph. Similar sort of gangly vibe to him as well, Rory Absolutely. Stewart. As well, actually. So, yeah, fair enough. But you've got him on. So, you know, you've got two strikers on. So I don't know why you've got O'Nine wandering around up there. It all just smacks, like you say, of desperation and cluelessness. A man who has a, a, a in, so if you're winning or not doing as badly, these changes can look inspired. Think about the crew game when we came back mm-hmm. from two 0 down, but when it's going against you and we looked so ponderous and so clueless for that first half, it was so easy for Blackpool to just pass the ball and keep possession. And it, I think, it is a huge concern when you look at his past record at other clubs. You're hoping because he's got a better squad relative to the division and it is a lower division than the one he's been managing in that he would get it right. And exactly the same thing is happening that's happened at his previous clubs. I and think apparently that was such, It's such a terrible time for it to happen as well. And I know like it's been done to death about like you need know, to hit the form at the right time for the playoffs, but like literally this couldn't have come any it couldn't have yeah. been any worse. Like we've <laughs> It's we looked. I, you can. I agree, Craig. The injuries, you know, we can forgive. That's not his fault, and there is an element of sympathy there, definitely. But 
Hello, I would just you... say one thing. He did he did rush Tom Flanagan back for that he did. final. And no, he got he injured in the first half, a match that was against a lower league team. And let's be honest, yes, we all enjoyed winning it at the time. But if that has sacrificed the end of this season because Tom Flanagan's out, was it worth it? You can, they can have the pizza trophy back. I couldn't give a shit about it. When you get out <laughs> of the league, yeah. and rushing him back could have cost us big time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Matthew. Can... No, no, it's fine. No, you're right. No, I was gonna make. Like, I was gonna point that like there are a lot of injuries that seem to be picking up, and mm. you wonder if you don't know is it is it a, a training thing? Is it because you do see that like Steve Bruce notoriously had mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. he does at Newcastle yeah, he does now exactly. yeah um, but what you cut like there's a few times like these games are finished and we're chasing games and you've got like Diamond and Maguire just unused on the bench mm-hmm. and you've got like last night you've got like Max Power like wandering around on the left wing and like 9 <laughs> just dossing about and like it's not like I feel so look I, Powers had he's not been very good but I think and 9 hasn't but you, I have sympathy with them because mm-hmm. Oh, nine's an attacking midfielder, and yeah. Max Power is just being used like it, basically like like all-purpose putty, and just like <laughs> just uh, I think any, I think that's fair. Like it's ridiculous, like what the what he's doing. He's the captain as well, and I know, like we've said before, how he'll play anywhere, and he's having him on the pitch is important, and as the captain and stuff. But fuck me, give the lad a chance, like how are you? He, he played in about nine positions last night. I, th- I think, like, um, when I was talking about, like, a, a plan B, I, I think what I meant more was, like, a lack of an effective one, basically, because oh, everything, yeah. uh-huh. everything mm-hmm. we've just said there is true, and he's trying all sorts of things. But for me, it's like, I'm, I'm conscious here because, like, he was tinkering when we were winning, so you don't want to be, like, just criticising because it's not working. But I think there's, like, there's an extreme level of it, and last night felt like that. Last night just felt like, like, it was almost as if he didn't even give things a chance to kind of mm-hmm. yeah. to to settle down and see what happens. And I just think, and I, I just this, I know like I couldn't understand last night why um, the centre part younger. I couldn't understand why why he wasn't even in the squad when we have got such a dearth of options at centre half, and it has been a problem. And you're just looking and thinking, well, he came out at his press conference and in like kind of mitigation for the run amongst other things he said um players were like learning new positions and that and you're like well is that not a little bit hypocritical when you're the one shoehorning them into places like yeah. like like what you've just said there about power is absolutely bang on like how how on earth could a could a player get comfortable in four different positions in inside 90 minutes like, i just think it it's th- there's tinkering and then there's like there's literally messing around with it to the extent that nobody knows what they're doing well i can think we, it's can we fine. also sorry i think it's fine to tinker with personnel we said that uh, you said actually craig on the pod going back maybe about a month or so the idea of a best 11 is a very outdated thing and you probably have sort of a 16 17 18 really a quick 18 and but you have, <laughs> but you have a system don't you and when you know right if that player needs to come out for injury suspension form or just for whatever reason, this player comes in and fills in and it's seamless. But this where it's just tinkering with systems that aren't suited 
to the team. It almost has you like crying out for a bit of like Phil Parkinson rigidity, <laughs> doesn't it? Like to just be that little bit more rigid. It's like, can we, we had one manager who would never change anything at all. And now we've got a manager who's changing everything. everything. Can we just have something like a little bit more in the middle of that, please? But the other, the other point as well is like, he, and I've, we've discussed this on the pub before, but like, I've never been like one of these ones screaming for Chris McGuire to be in the team and that, but surely if if he's scratching around for a result, if he's like tinkering his work, how on earth can Chris McGuire not get off the bench? Like, I, I, when the issue certainly last night was that we didn't have any variety going forward. Yeah. We didn't, we weren't like he, we've seen him look, he has, he has bad days, but on his good day, he can unlock defenses in this league. He can, he can link the play and he, and more importantly, he, he can score himself, which is something we're really struggling with. Like there's only YQ who's generally like consistently score goals. And I just, it, that one feels as if it's like a stubbornness thing as if he's yeah. kind of set. Well, he brought him on though against Hull and we saw an impact. And, yeah. then, and then we've not seen yeah. him for the last couple. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, Chris, he's not like, I am, I'm a fan of him, but like, you know, at the end of the season, I wouldn't be like renewing his contract or anything, but 10 minutes to go and you need someone to give you something a little bit different. I said this on the pod last week, but he gets into the spaces where defenders aren't expecting him and don't want him to be as well. He just pops up and gives you... When you look really ponderous and really insipid, he's a good option for that last 10, 15 minutes. And he is. Like, Diamond, I don't think it's like perfect, and he's very young. It's totally different, but he's someone who'll just get on the ball and run. So it's a totally different thing with Chris Maguire, and that game would have been way more suited last night to Maguire, personally, I think, anyway. And how he's just sitting on the... Like, if he wasn't in the squad at all, you kind of think, oh, well, he's just not in his plans at all. And if there's a kid on there instead, you think, well, maybe that's... You know, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? But constantly Mm. on the bench and constantly never getting on... It's just bizarre, I think. Yeah, and I think like I, I'm glad you mentioned Diamond there because um, actually Graham's got a piece on the site about this today, which which is good. But and talking about like the young players, like when Johnson came mm. in, the idea was look, he's gonna he's gonna blood these youngsters, he's gonna play them and that. And look, I'm not screaming for them to be playing every week, but I think it might be you who mentioned it yesterday, Craig. Like, like Dan, Dan Neal's dropped dropped out completely. Uh, Young younger isn't even in the squad. Diamond is okay, like he's been sparingly used. And I'm not saying they should be playing every game and that, but it it's as if I don't know, it's like there's this like halfway house that we're falling in and it's in and I I'm I'm not really sure what, what the aim is. Like you get the sense he doesn't really trust them at the thick end of the season, but it's like, well, if the alternative is to keep playing players out of position, to keep moving people around mid game so that there's no fluency, like I'd rather I'd, I'd honestly rather he just gave them a go and stuck with it. I'm a bit confused by the whole younger thing. I mean, look, the guy isn't that young in football in terms. He's got very little senior football under his belt. So I can understand a kind of reluctance to use him. But I also think if you're in a situation that we're in now, where you've got at some times two central midfielders in a three-man central defence, you, you can't get a game now. What's the point? They might as well terminate his contract. That's what it feels like. It just feels like when's when's he ever going to get a chance at Sunderland? Because let's not forget, Lee Johnson came in and said, you know, my remit is, isn't just start my promotion, it's to win the league. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. both of those things have gone. <laughs> so he has to get us promoted or he has hugely failed his own expectations, never mind ours as fans. And 
that I think that's a big ask. I, I know there's people suggesting, well, if you go in in a bad run, you could claw yourself out of it and suddenly go in if you win the next two on a, on a, you know, a bit of a high. Um, but where's the evidence to suggest that? We've, we've fallen into this bad run. We didn't just start losing loads of games. We were drawn games that on the face of it were good draws. And I will stand by drawing with teams like Peterborough was a good result. It becomes a bad run when you can't turn any of those draws into wins. Absolutely. And, the, and So where's the evidence that we're, we're coming out of this when we're losing against the good teams and some bad ones and drawing with mediocre and bad teams? That There's not something in this form that suggests to me that it's going to flip the script. It feels like they've, they've gone. The manager's gone a bit as well, let's be honest, mm-hmm. as he has done at other clubs. And unless they can look at it, I know it was different when Wigan went up because they got in a bit by accident and yeah. they had a long period off before they had to play the playoffs, which we won't have. But unless they can kind of just score mentally... Right, that was that season. The playoffs as its own entity, and we're just going to come into it with a F five reset. I, I just don't see how we're going to going to do it. Uh, well, I, I agree with you. I don't. I can't. You look at like the body language in that of, of everybody, um, and like the the basic things that, that they're doing, like they're just passing the ball out of play. Like they can't find yeah. each other mm-hmm. on the pitch, and it's just smacks of like a team that. Is just they've just sort of lost, just lost their way and lost, lost everything that was making that run happen. Everything has gone that like the solidity, everything was based on like not conceding and being just solid and not spectacular. But we just grind teams down and we would just sort of strangle teams in the end yeah. and, and just overpower them. And we're just the opposite is happening. We're just we're strangling ourselves because we're playing people in positions that they're not comfortable in. We're playing just all around bad footballers. And it's just, for me, I hope I'm wrong again. I hope I'm wrong again because I I am quite often wrong and whatever. But I can't. I Whoever we get in the playoffs will beat us over two legs. Uh, yeah, I broadly agree at this point. But to kind of go back to what you were touching on as well, Craig, about like making that a different season in the playoffs. The what if you want it to be ultra positive, there are some big characters in there and people with a lot of experience and a lot of leaders, Ledbitter, McGeady, even someone like Bailey Wright, to be honest, going mm-hmm. off like what you hear. And and, and you know, and, and players who have had a good season, like Charlie White and like Luke O'Nine to an extent as well, who, you know, you can kind of envisage the cliched team meeting let's get it all out in the open, <laughs> you know what I mean? which usually worked for us in the Premier League, actually. Then we'd go on a daft run of form and end, and end up staying up. Like, But with, with those type of characters, you can maybe... There is the possibility that you can turn that mentality around, I suppose, And but that's me being ultra-positive. I wouldn't put any money on that happening. And <clears throat> let's talk about the nuclear option here as well, because this is... A possibility, and, and and actually, I was I was going to say if we finish outside the playoffs, but let's say actually we don't go up in the playoffs. It's an, it's going to be an interesting situation for Lee Johnson, isn't it? And again, I'm going to caveat this: I'm not saying like get rid of him if if we don't go up final on fumes or anything like that. But 
if we don't go up in the playoffs, he's kind of going to be a victim, sort of a victim of that good run in an odd way, isn't he? A victim of timing, really. Because say we'd, you know, struggled initially and then ended up in the playoffs with a bit of a surge right at the end and, and fell at that hurdle, you're thinking, well, obviously it was going to take him a while to get everything together and, you know, he was suffering from the results in the season, but we got the playoffs in the end. And yeah, fair enough. We 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 maybe weren't going to go up there, and and maybe that was a bit of a big ask given what he inherited, etc. But because we went on such a good run, where the expectations and the expectations should always be high for Sunderland in League One, of course, but the expectations got raised. It was in our own hands to go up automatically, even after drawn against Peterborough. If we fall out of the playoffs. The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. For a 10% discount, enter the code WMS10 at the checkout stage. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast, presented by Rory Fallow and Matthew Keeling. For more information, search for From the Terraces on social media. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Or don't lose in or losing the playoffs. The pressure's just on him so much for next season. And we saw what that did to Jack Ross. How does he claw that back? Because if you don't start, and again, and again I'm, I'm looking ahead, we might still win the playoffs. Of course, there's a long way to go. And people might say I'm being reactionary, but we're, you know, none of us are like journalists. None of us we're irrational. We're, we're football fans. This, you know, yeah. We are reactionary by nature. We saw what that did to Jack Ross when he failed in the playoffs and the pressure was on him immediately for that second season where if, you know, if you don't go up and you don't do well and you don't put a really, and I don't mean just winning like three or four games, I mean a fucking strong run of form because we beat Portsmouth early on, for example, in in that second season down in League One under Jack Ross. But then, you know, we stumbled a bit, the Lincoln game and stuff like that. And that was the end for him. Johnson's going to need, we're going to need to come out flying if he, you know, because he probably will retain the job, let's be honest, if we don't go up. Apparently, that's the promises that have been made. But with fans back in the ground as well next season, if we don't mm-hmm. come out flying, you look at, and, and again, we're just going to be in this potential rigmarole of getting to October, the results aren't there, get rid of the manager again. And which, are we going to go for the young uncomer? Are we going to go for Phil Parkinson type? And it's just so fucking boring at this point <laughs> as well. But when you, when you combine all, all that and not just getting out of the division, but the manner of not getting out of this division, because I always was kind of a gate, and I've said this on the pod loads, I know like 
regular listeners will be like fuming for repeating myself, but I was always against the whole bottling narrative, but this is beyond bottling. This is just sheer ineptitude. Everyone, players and management just totally gone. And that's a lot to turn around when you then don't get out the division. And again, oh, I go yeah. back to it with fans in the ground. That expectation is going to be so, so big next season. And I wonder, does he realise how big that is as well? He's managed he very small no, clubs, Oldham, Bristol City. <laughs> Sorry, like I know Bristol City in the division above us now. There's not that level of expectation there. And that's a lot. And things next season, if after this bad run, if they aren't brilliant next season, if we are still in this league, it'll turn quickly. And you do feel from a bit, because he is a bit of a victim of his own success by the run being when it was, because if it, if it was timed differently, you might well, feel differently. But well, it's going to be tough for him to, I know well, that's a long rambling point, but that's the short well, I, I would just, one thing I would say is that Vic, I do understand what you mean, but he didn't start well. So this was sandwiched in the middle of the good run. Yes. And the second point would be, his points per game is actually worse than Phil Parkinson. This is with the recall of our best player, Aidan McGeady, who didn't play under Parkinson, which was his own fault yeah. for not picking him, of course. Yeah. So I'm not defending Parkinson for that. But that was the thing, wasn't it? Johnson's brought him back and we're doing better. Well, actually, we're not. We're doing worse. If we kept Parkinson and Parkinson had continued to accumulate points at the same rate he had while he was here this season, we would actually be slightly better off. Now, there are obviously lots of other contextual factors, the defensive situation, blah, 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 that we've already talked about. However, this isn't just like you say, Rory, it isn't just a, a dip in form. It's not like Portsmouth are only 17th in the form table. They've only won one, I think, in the last six. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that great. Blackpool have had two wins in the last six, both against us. But we're not even close. We're bottom of the form table. <laughs> bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Abs- we're it's, bottom of it. That is absolutely tragic. It's, it's the worst run of form since Corbin, isn't it? I think that was yeah. the start that went around last night. Yeah. I think, uh, to be honest, Rory, like, I, I think, I think I agree with what you get at Rory, and I, and I, it, it, I always thought when he took the job, that despite like the surrounding like circumstances, if we didn't get promoted this season, he was always going to start next season on the back foot, just because we all agree and we always will agree, no matter what some people have tried to preach. The, the club shouldn't be in this division and fans won't stand for it as long as it is. Like in this division, lose one game, people will be a bit pissed off, lose the next one and they'll be hell on. And, it, and it's because the weight of expectations so great. And some people might argue that it shouldn't be. I, I think it, I think in a way it needs to be. We can't afford, I mean, I say we can't afford to get comfortable here. We, we might be four years in soon, but <laughs> yeah, we are comfortable think, now, really. You've redecorated all the rooms in the house by this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I think this is, this is the problem. I mean, given the circumstances he walked into, given the mess the club was in, given the fact that, look, I know we've talked about transfers and we've talked about it tonight as well, but I feel like that trans- that January transfer window was very much just scratching around trying to get through. And I, and I think it's hard to attribute it too much to the new regime when half the people who were going to be in, in charge of that sort of activity in the future weren't even here then. Well, so, and I, but they weren't. I mean, the, this head of recruitment only came in this, officially came in this week and that. And I think the, what I'm trying to get at That's a problem is, in itself, by the way, Chris. It's we're months well, into it now, and well, yeah, we are but, whichever but division have, we're in. Pe- but the, the thing is, people have notice periods, don't they? We all we all know why this fucking takeover dragged on. 
And that, 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 know, that is what's hampered us. No, but what I'm saying is, this is why with Johnson, I'm kind of like, there's a part of me which is, yeah, like, I, I, especially the last seven games, like, it's really, really concerned. Then there's another part where you're like, well, maybe that that purple patch, that that was the outlier, and this is as good as we are at the minute. So let's give him the summer. Let's have a cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, of but, course. But, mm-hmm. the, but the problem is... It's easy in theory to say let's give him a clean slate, like we've like you've just said there, or if I don't know, say we get the end of September and we're sat down in eighth or something, people aren't oh. going to look at it. Matthew <laughs> Keelan, just for delighted. you, just for you. But people aren't other people aren't going to look at it and go, well, we started afresh. Like like actually, Jack Ross got off to a good start, but I think if Jack Ross had been down there at the start of that season, especially with the, the feel-good factor or whatever it was built on, people might have gone, well, look, you know, like, we're in turmoil. It's a bit of a shaky start, but but so be it. Whereas Johnson's been, will have been in the job since December. He's not going to get that leeway. And, and I think, I, I agree, Rory, I think like that's going to be the big problem. And I, I would disagree, though. I think he probably does know that that expectation is going to be there, whether he's, whether he's good enough to cope with it or not, um, I don't know. We might well find out. But it'll be interesting because obviously the owner has, I think he's tried to head off this happening already when he said, look, like we've got a long-term plan, we need to stick with mm-hmm. it and that. But see, we are, see, we are 8th, 9th, 10th, end of September. See, we haven't got, I'm not writing the playoffs off here, but just hypothetically, yeah. see, we are in that position. What do they do? Do they stick with it? Do they, do they believe the plan? Have, have they brought in, have they brought in a bunch of young, hungry players in the summer who were going to take... That's the key, Chris. That's That's the key, the the recruitment. Because people are already saying, he needs a window, Johnson. People need to get into the head, by the way, I think, that it's not really him who's going to be conducting the transfers. Um, So I've got... If the recruitment, you've just said we've just got ahead of recruitment, we're going to have a load of players out of contract in literally two months. I think... A lot of how this summer's recruitment goes is going to wrongly be blamed if it's bad, blamed on him. And yeah. I think it's all that all that. Well, he'll he'll have a part him. in it though. I know, like we have a different system now, but it's not like he's going to be totally passive in the situation. And no, of I course. think when people say he needs a window, I guess you know they do mean the wider the club. sort of yeah, the club needs a window. Yeah. Oh, it is I, very no, you different. do agree the, the, with the, that. The I do agree with that. And he's good, and you know it's probably. You would think, anyway, you would expect the most financially we're going to spend in a summer window. Um, you know, in a few regards to what divisions division we're in, probably since the last season in the Premier League. I know we haven't really spent much since then, so it's it's a bit of a low bar. But if we're if we're still in League One, it'll probably be the highest spend that we have down there. And is the players out of contract thing a bit of a well, not even a blessing in disguise, to be honest, is is a quite a convenient thing that we now can be like, well, sorry, lads, most years have failed here after, you know, three years or two years or a season, however, to get this club out of this division. And we've got investment now. We've got a proper recruitment team. We can get the type of players who are hungry, younger, want to be here. And well, actually want to be here is maybe a bit harsh, but you you, you take my point to finally push us out this division and maybe go on a bit of a journey with us, do well for us in the championship, et cetera. I think so. And I, th- I think like, like it shouldn't, I know like 
we get accused of like arrogance and whatever else, but it, it shouldn't be this hard to get this football club out of this fucking division. No, like sure. literally, like you look at look at some of the teams who've gone up. Like yeah. Hull, Hull came down last year. Absolute shambles. Won some of like two games in the last twenty. Everybody wait a minute. Runner-up. Is that are you talking about Sunderland again or? Uh, <laughs> Every, they, they were they were few and everybody wanted the owner out they wanted, they wanted the manager out and they stuck with him and look, well, they, Wickham have gone up and come back and we're Wickham still here <laughs> yes Ainsworth back yes. Coventry City Coventry an absolute don't even have a ground like, while they're doing disaster now, but... no but they're an absolute disaster behind the scenes they get promoted <laughs> above us and it's just it's just like, like it's a shambolic Wickham. chaotic league and the best yeah. that we do is add to how shambolic and chaotic <laughs> it is. Like we and don't that, like, and that's probably why we're still here. Like the, the league needs us to keep to keep it to keep its reputation of being so hilarious because we give it a fresh injection of that. That's that's the thing. And what you were saying earlier about like to the another weight of expectation. Like it's not just Johnson who needs to. It's it's all of the new people. Like the, okay, yeah, this, yeah, season, this this season they get as close to as a free pass as they'll ever be offered. And let's be honest, a lot of, a lot of people won't even, won't even give that. And that's an expectation. Well, I don't think they should be given one, to be honest. Like but that, and that's fine. And I don't, so I don't... What are you saying there, Matthew? Um, what are you saying? Are you saying a few P45s in the post? Well, <laughs> look, <clears throat> I think we've, it's been discussed at length. Um, Johnson's, na- the nature of his management follows him around. So... He's had an indifferent season, really. We've had a good run and then a catastrophic run lately. So we don't go up. History suggests that's just going to happen again with his management. Now, I don't think they will sack him because they've appointed him knowing this. Like, surely they've done their research into him knowing what sort of manager he is. Like, I mean, we we were warned, not warned, but we Bristol City fans did did make it abundantly clear what what he was like. Now, we need to, if we're going to, people are going on about a window and he needs a window and that's fine. But we need to win this league next season. Um, And I just, if we have a bad start, you're going to have to sack him. And then that means we're on the back foot again, as you Mm -hmm. said, Rory, like then we're scratching around in October for like, Whichever dickhead manager's free to cover managers. <laughs> and like, so maybe this time we will get Gus Poyer. Well, oh, maybe now is the time for Joe Royal. Hey. But no, I just, <laughs> yes, now is the time to choose Volvo. But we, we, I, I don't know. Because if you don't, it, I just think that this is going to happen next season again. Like, we're going to have a run like this. And it's fine. Look, you're not going to win every game. But it suggests that next season we're going to lose five games in a row at some point. And if you do that, you're not going to win the league. It's totally like, fair because this is what has happened in this division. Right. Like you're scarred by it as a supporter now, aren't you? Like, so yeah. I think it's totally fair to think that. I'm not saying sack him. I'm not. I mean, I can if you want, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm like, but I, yeah, but I don't. I, I don't know. Like I honestly don't know what. Yeah. I, like what I wouldn't do. have any strong at this point. At this wouldn't point, care. and again, this if might, the I, him, might, I wouldn't care. I might feel nah. very differently. Yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. I might feel very differently in three, four weeks' time, however long. But yeah, at the could minute, go up. we could still go up. Exactly, like you said what you could. said, Rory. Yeah, that's the mad thing. Up. But I just wouldn't have at the moment. At the moment, and you know, I might be wrong, and hopefully, I am. 
but at the moment I just wouldn't have any strong feelings either. I way. don't I don't think I would have strong feelings about like kinda him personally going, but I think I would be concerned that a few months after the ownership saying we need to stick yes, with this plan. Yeah. I think That's I it. think that would be the and this is obviously a hypothetical and I, I agree with you. I don't I don't think they will. And I don't I don't think they should. I think I think it's really difficult to like say this, but I, I think we kinda do need a Whatever happens in this next couple of weeks, we do need to give him as much of a clean slate as we can. Yeah. Which, Get some, some decent people... midfielders yeah. as well, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. he, I... It, we, we've talked about the formation thing. He did say a week ago he wants to play 4-3-3. So him not playing that at the minute does suggest Why? he doesn't have faith <laughs> in, in, in the but current he, players. But he brought one of them in. I mean, Carl Winchester, I don't care what anyone says. The data yeah. points to you've managed him before and you've signed him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's choosing. Yeah, well, of course. But uh, again, he got, lovely, just... he got a lovely letter of recommendation from <laughs> Gary Johnson. <laughs> Would you love a lovely letter of recommendation from Gary Johnson? From any but, Gary. Oh, absolutely. You know, is, Gary is, is it. Gary Foster, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm well, sure I mean, give nothing us all better. Then. Was on Hilton, Hilton had a paper as well. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, maybe because of likes of power and all nine having to fill in in defence, maybe that's led him to not playing 4 3 3 as much. Even so, I still would play a three of Ledbetter, Scorn, and Winchester because even Scorn isn't as bad in a three. He's not. He, he'll, no, he's better. He he's is. Better he's, much, he's much better. Like, I don't fully understand why he's play, not playing it now, but maybe it is just a case of I don't have faith in the ones because well, of the defensive I, injuries as well. That's why that's why what happens in the summer like Craig had said about recruitment. That that's why that's the key. Like my um my concern will be is if we don't go up and then we'll start dishing out contract extensions to to a sizable proportion of what we've already got. Well the frustration is that we we now if we don't go we've got to build another squad for this division. Like, is that no. the worst thing in the world, though? Like, no, it's with, not. But with, I, with, with a bit more money and with players, but I'd rather build contract. one for the championship, though. Oh yeah, I don't know. you would. But when at least I look at what we sorry, I, I was just going to say, at least in this division, you've got as bad as we have been. You know, you've got like a bit of a safety net kind of thing. Where like in the in the championship, we know for a fact, no matter when we grow up, we're going to be fighting relegation. So I think. There's, God, there's an argument. So oh, that's <laughs> Chris, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't know about that. We're not Chris, going up anywhere, so it doesn't matter. Chris, the thing is, though, with the in, like with the new ownership and stuff, that's not necessarily true. I mean, there's obviously it's a huge jump. But if you look at how far Barnsley have gone by just staying up one season, even mm-hmm. Luton, have, and they're much smaller clubs with less yeah. resources, we in Mill one Wall, season... who could, only went up a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. But in well, the first no season, there were... That we're battling yes, against but, it as we point. And my point would be that we're a bigger club than any of those, and therefore, with the new owner, could stave off the first season relegation battle. I suppose my, my thing would be I'm looking at who was signed in January, and I know we have, we're time constrained, but that we've put two players on two and a half year deals <laughs> who look indifferent in this level, let alone the whole aim in January when everyone came in was <clears> get out of the division this year, that you know, win the league. That was all the aim. Why have they given these people two and a half uh, year deals? I'm bamboozled can... by the two and a half year deal, especially for Ross Stewart. What was the plan <laughs> for him? Like, well, well, we've gone up playing him for two years in the championship. <laughs> he's a try, he's absolutely appalling footballer. Well, this is the problem we've had loads of times. We're bringing in players. We needed players to come in and improve the team. Now, Jordan Jones did it for two and a half games and then turned Ugh. into a dickhead. 
I mean, <laughs> what's happened to our wingers? That You know, the system thing, this narrow thing, we've got thousands of wingers. They all look absolutely out of form, except McGeady maybe because he's just a touch of class. But the rest of them all that, look in bits. That, you say that, I think I don't think McGeady's been... He's certainly not been as good as he was during the... Well, it's probably because he's playing all the... He's, he's playing he's the wingers centrally. Games. Well, he's played too many uh, games. He's 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 thirty five year old, and we, like he's our most creative player, and that and and that's. The, well, is that another I, thing where you've maybe got a bit of sympathy? Is there a bit of burnout in the squad? There's the whole you know. He's got so many wingers. It's, it's been a more concentrated season. It's I think McGeady in every single game. But, like. but you've had you've had McGeady only play a half of it. You've had the COVID thing, which has set us back, and and you know that'll have a knock on effect as well. Like, is there something to say that run of form? that was all we had left in us. Like, do you know well, what I mean? I'm not making excuses, but yes, he should be rotating more. Like, you don't... Well, you he's, he's, at the same time, he rotates too much. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. But it's a like player like McGeady, who is, hasn't had a proper pre-season yeah. Oh, yeah. as yeah. well. Like, yeah. um, I th- and this is another argument for why on earth is Maguire not getting a bit more game time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's yeah. baffling. But I think with <laughs> McGeady, I mean, talked about it before, but I'd, I really do feel like and I don't know if this is the manager or the players or like a mix of the two, but I, I do feel like too often when we're, when we're up against it, the, the tactic is give it to him and see what he does. Like, I mean, there, there was mm. a, there was a great, there was a great like example of it last night where we, we had a free kick. And we, we took it short and McGeady was like stood on the halfway line with two blokes around him and he ended up having to go 10 yards backwards. <laughs> And it's like, that's not his fault. And, and no. I think sometimes it, it comes across as if you're criticizing him. And I'm, I'm definitely not. The problem is, if we're so reliant on him, teams teams know to to surround him. Like you, you watch him. Yeah. There's times when he's got three people around him and we're still giving him the ball. And I just think... You know what my favorite I, bit was, though, Chris, when uh, Lee Birch went up for a corner and we played it short. <laughs> that was just a glorious... <laughs> and then put in a terrible... And then we put in a terrible flat one after that as well. We got yes. a second chance that and then did that. And also, uh, Ethan Robson bossing the midfield. He didn't really uh, boss the midfield, but he well, looked quite handy. He had a chance yeah, he where he should, have, at least... he should have set one up at the end. Yeah. Or yeah, just should. shoot himself. Like, why one. didn't he just yeah. shoot? Have a shot. Have a shot, he, yeah. He's left totally foot and try to use his right foot as well, which was really weird. weird. Um, I'm Strange. like just a bit conscious that we've been going nearly 50 minutes and we haven't even talked about the Plymouth game, <laughs> which <laughs> probably <laughs> says everything. Uh, but we <laughs> the, mentioned the us. Callum McFadden derby. Well, oh, yeah, quite. Yes. Is, there, is there any other played for both Sunderland and Plymouth? Any anyone? No, someone will tweet us in. Um, well, we're bottom of the form table, but they're 21st in the form table, oh, so yes. it's sure to be an absolute cracker of a game. They've mm. lost. Four their last five, including that six 0 loss to Charlton, um, the eighteenth in the league. But they do have a better home record than us. They're eighth in the home table, um, having taken thirty seven points. We've only taken thirty four at home. But bit of balance. Eleventh in the home table. Eleventh. Yeah. But the Craig, toxic fans Craig, once again. Yeah. Well, but we are fourth best away from home, so this could Ooh. balance it out. At um, at home, home. I was going to say home. Oh, oh, that's right, isn't it for Plymouth? Connor Hurahan played for Sunderland in Plymouth. Oh, yes. oh well, oh lovely bit of business. That nice. Um, well, we we have to get back to winning ways because you know we do have to. As much as the playoffs are going to be horrible and predictable, <laughs> but we do need to try our best at least. So we need to get a win here to secure our place and turn a bit of momentum around. Anyone see it, lads? No, but. <laughs> what, what I would do straight off the bat is play four three three, 
or if he's going to insist on playing this team that he's putting out, he's done it before and it's looked all right. Just play the wingers as wingers, get them back out wide, stretch it, stretch it. That's how we look good. Then you give yourself a chance to win. Yeah, well, it's better than this other shit. So, yeah, if we go four three three, like you know, grind out a. you should be able to just grind out a two 0 Like <laughs> you should, you should be able. <laughs> I to. think we'll, I think we'll, I think we'll win. Oh I'm come sorry. on, then give us a prediction, then, Chris. I think, um, I think we'll win one nil. One nil, tight one nil. What about you, Matt? You said no, so what are you going to score <laughs> score line? I think we'll lose two nil. <laughs> you, to be fair, you've always said we'd lose against Plymouth. Actually, so you have to stick yeah. to that. You're nothing yeah. but if uh, consistent. Um, <laughs> Craig, you sounded a, a bit, a little bit more confident than Matt, but maybe not as confident as Chris is. Uh, so you're going for a draw, then, maybe? Well, I was going to say, Matt and Rory, when we had our unbeaten charge to the title, <laughs> this was one of the games I had us down not to win. And now, okay. considering oh, how God. badly <laughs> some of those other predictions have gone, I'm going to have to, I'm going to stick with it and say we will draw the game. And it'll be back to our old friend, 1-1. Yeah, I'm fearing the draw as well. But 2-2, I think. We've had a few of them this season, so so why not that? Um, oh, we'll see. Just a bit, why I like not just a prediction the best. I like, yeah, I like yeah, two that'll be defeat. The reaction pod's easier to do when we <laughs> the lose. The better when we lose, Rory. I enjoy yeah, it. They, yeah, they are. I mean, they, like even, even this pod, like we've we've gone for nearly fifty minutes. You'd think like losing in league and being shit in league one would be boring now, but like we've just this is effortless. This is like sure, if we were winning, I just Very, I don't think I'd know what to do. We're in our comfort zone here. Well, we are. I just maybe like maybe if, we if need. If we romp the league next season, we're fucked. I don't know. Yeah, we'll really have no are. idea what it's all in that. Um, before... I'd much rather have absolute disgraceful performances <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> I hope we sign McFadden again in this. Well, I'd give him a new deal. Starts, he's though. one of the one I would be giving a new deal to McFadden. Like, I think he's going for me, obviously. Is it? Yeah. Um, to be fair, Matt, we discussed this last night. Like some of the, <laughs> some of the. Re- some of the results only really hit home when you actually type them out yeah, and look at them. I know. Like Sunderland three, Akron and Stanley three. We'll I liked it when we lost at home to Football League Stalwart and uh, Milton Keynes Dons. That was my favourite. <laughs> Mine was probably the Plymouth to win. Yeah, that was, oh, actually, that was my favourite. Losing tw- twice to Crisis Club Wigan Athletic. Yeah, that was my favourite. <laughs> we are that was absolutely pathetic, aren't we? We are. Great. And the mad thing is... Are we, it... actually? I've got this written down. Are we the Derby of League One? Because, you know, like, Derby had a hilarious falling out of the playoffs, didn't they, where they looked like... Oh, uh, was... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And, like, I've taken the piss before saying how, like, Peterborough are the Derby of League mm-hmm. One, but they're, like, finally going to get out of it. But it's, it's like that Mission Web sketch of, like, are we the baddies, like... Are we the Derby? <laughs> are we the Derby? <laughs> like we are the one. We we keep like yeah. going, going a bit. Oh, there's like a different shambles. Give it a few years. We'll be in a relegation battle and have a. I don't know. Maybe by then it'll be someone like Harry Kane is our manager, the former England oh, striker, Chris. just to marry us, uh, uh, just to uh, mirror us completely. Oh dear. Um, oh, before we go as well, the John Willis injury news as well. That's um, <clears throat> terrible awful. news. Absolutely yeah. horrible for him. Another Shit. nine to 12 months. Um, Weird way good. to announce his Conrad extension, like, to be fair. Yeah, why but do, like, fair play, fair play to the club for like standing by him and they said they're going to help with his like... rehab and stuff. That's a bit of fair play. But for like a player as well who looks like he could play at a level above, it's going to be like basically 
like at, at the end of this. Well, he probably like, won't two, play for us again. Two, well, like, the, the the silver lining for him is he might do a Duncan Watmore and go to someone else and do really well yeah. for them and have a much. Well, you know, well to be fair, so like, fingers might, crossed he, for you there, Jordan. You know, to be fair, he might. You know, he's one of he is one of them that we thought might be able to step up. So you know, if he comes back, then there might be a chance if we do get promoted, not this season. If we do go up next season, then you know maybe there yeah. is a maybe he will one day. Captain us back into the Premier League. Why yes. not? Let's go on a bit of positivity. Comp- oh, I was I was thinking there was a good feature in that though. Like, how what is the shittest player in the shittest way they can announce an extension? Mm. I mean, not for now. Maybe this might be for a future episode. We've mm. stopped well. announcing them. I mean, like um, we've all been talking there about like players being out of contract. Like, I mean, it turns out. I mean, I don't, was that the announcement today, or was that just like a throwaway comment? I don't know. It read no, like no, it was, no, like, it was the first I heard of it. Yeah, no, this is what I mean about weird announcements. Like Scowan, Scowan, nobody knew how long he'd signed for, and everyone and said he just it was turned six up. For... He's still here. <laughs> he hasn't maybe he just, maybe he just did the, um, oh, the, sign, oh, the oh, Seinfeld oh, thing as well, like when George quits his job and really regrets oh, it. Yeah. So, then, then, so he just turns up and said, maybe Scone's just done that to get another sign. I love Scone. Yeah. Love him. But O'Neill <laughs> no. was the same. Can you remember this? T- like last yeah, yeah, year when yeah, yeah. we were all like, oh God, they need to get him tied down. He's going to be off. And then he was playing again. The, the, Extended his contract without anyone, if she confirming it. So who knows? Oh, like it. It's very mysterious. I think we could work some WWE style narratives Ooh, into this. I think that's what the club should what, be just doing. Just bring them uh, out the tunnel. Just, yeah, just like holding the, the belt. Dream. Oh God, you could have like. <laughs> My uh, God, that's Charlie White's music. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a big like the ladders in the middle of the pitch, and like yeah. it's McFadzie and V Scowen for the final new contact contract, even all kinds oh. of things. Yeah, that would go. A bit of money in the bank going on. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Right, I think we've fully lost it now that we're talking about that, like, so we should probably this. get out of here. Sorry that this hasn't been much of a preview pod, but what did you really expect? Uh, me and Matt will be back on Saturday after the game to react to the Plymouth 2-2 draw and or, and or <laughs> slash defeat, whichever ends up happening. And then you'll have Gareth and Stephen back on Monday to pour over that one in a bit more detail. But as ever, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.